Welcome to the Moss LeRae Show. I am your host, Alicia LeRae Ellis, and I have a very, very special guest today, Ms. Rhonda Sharpley. How are you? I am great, Alicia. Thank you for having me today. Appreciate I was it. on my way here. I'm like, okay, Rhonda, we're going to have to try not to cry, yes. right? Because I thought about tissue. Yes. Um, I want to try to do my best to give you a warm introduction. Um, I've known Rhonda for, I want to say over 12 years. Yes. 14, 15 years, maybe. Yeah. Um, and we've been on a wondrous journey from faith to business to health and everything in between. <laughs> so Rhonda, Rhonda has an amazing story of your own transformation, your own journey of health and wellness. And I wanted to bring you on the show because we have been in partnership for quite a few years. One, we started a business together, and the last couple of months, we've been working together as client and coach. So Rhonda's also a health and lifestyle coach, um, many, many years of experience and wisdom, and I wanted to just share with the platform some of what our journey has been together and give some of that wisdom away on the Mosleray Show. So try to do my best, but I want you to share a little <laughs> bit more about who you are and just that abundance of Rhonda with, right. with everyone. Okay. Well, thank you, my dear. I appreciate you very much. Um, wow. Yeah, there's, there's a lot, like you said, we've been on this journey for a long time together. Um, but I guess you want me to start a little bit with my journey, right? Yes. Okay. So my journey is, um, I am happy to say that I am 65 and very happy to be alive. Yes. So my journey started 65 years ago, okay? And um, I most of my childhood, I would say that I had some health issues. I definitely had some health issues. Um, and but you know, just just trying to understand, you know, coming out of traditional uh, medicine and things like that as I hit my teens, I became a vegetarian and I kind of began to awaken to health and wellness in a in a new way so understanding again you know I was born in 1957 so I was a child of the 60s and a lot different back then right 70s exactly so we we you know there we were open to a lot of new Mm -hmm. things so but health and wellness actually was was one of them for me but natural health and wellness so that's when I really began to explore that um fast forward to um my adult life as a, as a wife and a mom and um, still dealing with life issues and trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, then I, all of a sudden, many people in my life, family members, even friends, began getting sick, very sick. And sick with things that are common to uh, particularly black and brown people, like diabetes, um, colon cancers, hypertension, things of that nature, um, and um, kidney failure. So uh, I saw this around me, and I embraced healthy eating to the best of my ability. Um, In the early 80s, I actually had a catering and uh, baking business uh, in East Lansing, Michigan. That's where we lived at the Mm -hmm. time. But it was all healthy. All natural. That was and the how popular was that? Then. Like 
then. Huge. Was it popular then? It was huge. And I mean, you know, I was in East Lansing, Michigan. So we have to realize that's where Michigan State University is. So it's a college campus. And a lot of people were really, by the 80s, early 80s, were really very open to it. And so it was a very successful uh, very successful business, Love but it. so successful that uh, I ended up in the hospital, burned out. So I didn't understand balance. Mm-hmm. So I was just common the, yeah, in business, especially exactly. for women. Exactly. So I was a young mother of four and a wife, and you know all of that. So now we're going to fast forward to probably the early '90s, and we came back to Ohio, back to hometown of Cleveland, and. Um, our parents were getting sick, my mm-hmm. husband's and mine. And they um, eventually, after, shortly after we came back, uh, my husband's mom died, colon cancer. His dad died a few years later, colon cancer, metastasized to bone yeah. cancer. So you were seeing this now at a, at a more personal level. and much more personal yeah. level. But in the meantime, um, I developed hypertension. So I was on high blood so pressure medicine. So I was getting sick. Others were getting sick. Yeah. But I was still trying to employ as much health and wellness and wisdom as I could. Eventually, um, um, my in 2007, my brother, my younger brother, was diagnosed with colon cancer. And I became his caregiver for the last 15 months of his life. And that's what really transitioned me in a big way. Now, I was eating organic food. I was drinking a lot of water. I was doing as much as I could to care for myself. I still had my dad around. My mom had passed away uh, a few years prior to that uh, due to um, issues with kidney failure, due to hypertension. She'd been on dialysis. Again, and that's just my immediate family. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking aunts, uncles, and cousins, right? right? So I'm seeing this. I'm understanding this. My brother passes away in 2008. I was quite, quite ill. 2009 is when I really began the journey that I'm presently on. Okay? Which is what, how do you Which define that journey? Being whole. Being whole. Being whole. And so that's when I started to understand that life is about being whole. Life is about understanding that we are a spirit, a mind, and a body. And we are bio- individuals you know so like we're, we're different everybody mm-hmm. doesn't need the same thing there is no one thing for everybody right you know there isn't so I began my my journey and then uh, I, I really was experiencing some significant healing I got off of a significant amount of blood pressure medicine I'd gained a lot of weight I began to lose weight and I was really on that journey but I wanted to figure out how can I get trained in this but again, I'm still, by then, not only uh, a mother, by then I was also had a few grandchildren. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, life life goes on. Um, so I found a school in, um, in New York, and I was able to do it online. Actually, I want to say I have to give a shout-out to a very good family friend. His name is Kirk Hitchens, and he actually really blessed me by paying for me to go to school. Wow. So he'd gone to this school and it changed his life. And like so forever. What, what was the certification of the so schooling in? So it's the in? Institute of Integrative Nutrition. It's in uh, New York City, but they had started an online program. So I was able to do the whole course. It's a one-year certification that I took um, to become a certified health and lifestyle, holistic health and lifestyle coach. And so I learned a lot. I added that to my journey. I got my certification and I began coaching. So at that time, um, that was 2012, 
when I graduated. So at that time, I was focusing still mostly on food. Mm-hmm. So I was focusing mostly on the body. So the 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 natural food right, that we eat. Right. Although I understood that we need to nourish our spirit, our mind, and our other. And I understood and began to practice some mind body. But life goes on. Mm-hmm. And I had not yet really began begun to understand that I could change my lifestyle. It was changing, but not enough. So, you know, you still have so many ups and downs. That's life, and that's right? Life, and that's what we all experience day to day. That's real life, yeah. right? It's real life. So so we're going to fast forward now to um, in the middle of our COVID-19 pandemic, okay? Um, you and I, with our business, and uh, we had finished um, – uh, a program and then everything hit and everything shut down. Right. Yep. So I decided that, okay, I'm going to shift my lifestyle a little bit more as so many people have done. Right. Absolutely. That is the blessing side of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's changed a lot. For it's us. changed a lot. I think it's helped a lot of us awaken to what's really important, mm-hmm. what's really valuable and to move out of what so many of us call the grind lifestyle. Yeah. So even as a health health and wellness coach, even with us working together and we were all trying to do our best to take care of ourselves, we were still in the grind lifestyle, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And <laughs> I, I, that's kind of business. It's still, it's still the hustle and the bustle of trying to get things done, um, growing your clientele, growing your business, growing your following. And even when you have a team or you have the reputation, the credibility, the reach, it's still... A lot, unless you are intentionally incorporating yes. your lifestyle into there we go. your business lifestyle. And that's what we've been talking a lot about these last few months is it has to be one lifestyle. It can't be I'm right. going to put this part on the hold or put this one on the shelf and take this hat off daily. That is so you've heard a lot about that. I wear so many hats and, mm-hmm. and I and I still say that about myself, but I'm learning now about what a lifestyle is Absolutely. and how all that plays in into facts. So kind of coming back to, to you, what mm-hmm. what did you take away from from the 2020 pandemic experience? So I'm still there. <laughs> but what I what I'm gonna say more than a takeaway, I'm gonna say a greater awakening. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had a um very serious health scare. So I was diagnosed with cancer, as you know. And that was a major wake up call for me because I thought, how could I possibly have cancer? And I think we all had the same thought. Exactly. So that was um, August of 21. Right. So um, I was in the middle, literally in the actually, I was at the at the end of a five year plan. Mm. If you recall, I had a five year plan that I've been working towards really shifting my lifestyle to one that was going to be really conducive to me experiencing a whole living being whole and living yep. whole in spirit, mind and body. And so uh, August of 2021, 
I found out that I had cancer. I'm like, that's just not possible. But it was, and it was a wake-up call. And I embraced it. I embraced the process. I, you know, I, I'm cancer-free just for your yes. for your audience. You know that. But, yeah, I'm 100% awesome. cancer-free. I'm fine. Uh, it was caught early. And all that was good. But it caused me to rethink everything. Yep. Everything about my life. Would you say, is it safe to say that it was like, that it felt like things just got turned upside, upside down, down completely for you. Absolutely. Especially for everything, like knowing you personally and knowing everything mm-hmm. that you practice, everything that mm-hmm. you believe in. It was just like, how, how, how does this happen? Yes. But then um, peeling back some of the yes. layers, it became a little clearer yes. of how. Of how. So yeah. Do you feel comfortable sharing some of I that? Do. How? Because I think that's really important because yeah. someone may be listening and say, well, that's an, kind of seems impossible for someone to practice all right. these things. And it could be discouraging mm-hmm. for everything that we're hearing and mm-hmm. seeing in the media and, and what we're trying to all live a healthier life. Right. Well, you do all that and still end mm-hmm. up being sick. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I think the how is really important for us. Yeah, you're right. So and for you, obviously, because you're still walking it out. Exactly. And I'm walking it out, and I still want to share this with the world. Yeah. That's really, you know my heart, Alicia. Yes. I, I love humanity. I love people, and I want to share this with the world. And I don't want to be exclude anyone, but my primary focus right now is women. Uh, because women, particularly women... Pro- all women can fall into this, but particularly women of my generation, you know, we tend to feel like we need to carry the world on our shoulders. Mm-hmm. So, yes. and uh, we know this is statistically proven as well. This absolutely. is not just a theory no, or opinion. It's not a theory. There, there, there's, yeah. there, these are hard cult facts, right? And they're global facts. Mm-hmm. They're not just like uh, Western. Yeah. They're, they're global. And even most. more seriously for women of color. Absolutely. Latinas, black women. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. Uh, most women of uh, indigenous women, you know, yes. And so we carry everything. We carry, we, we carry our careers. We carry our families. We, you know, we just, this is what we do. This right. is how, this is how we've been acculturated. So I had to take a step back and look at what was working in my life and what wasn't working in my life. And so, and particularly, why did this happen when I thought I was at a place where I could actually make a significant lifestyle change and move into a different, different, uh, whole different lifestyle. Um, And I think what I awakened to was that it was already there. So we have to, and you know, different people believe differently, but I believe, and again, this is scientific proof of this we have ancestral trauma we have generational trauma we have our geneticists have now proven that we have through ancestral trauma dna has been damaged and corrupted so there's that okay you're born so what are you born with you know so what are you born with and you might think someone listening might think well dang what can i do about that there's a lot you can do about that there's a lot that we can do about that. And then there's just the things in your own life, your life trauma. Right. And I personally don't know anyone who can get through life and get to 20, 30, 40, let alone 65 and beyond without trauma. So I had a lot of unaddressed trauma. Yeah. Okay. I had a lot of unaddressed grief. 
unprocessed mm-hmm. grief. And I still do, but I'm aware of it. And so being aware of it, I was able to use my time when I was recovering from my surgery, from radiation treatment to really, if you remember I shared, I kind of went into a cocoon. Yes. And that cocoon was a healing place for me, but it was a transformative place for me. And so I was very quiet and I was very just sort of close into that cocoon, but it was safe and I knew it was safe. And so spiritually, I began to awaken to how to, how I needed to be nourished spiritually in a different way. Um, I began to awaken in a new way to other ways that I needed to nourish my my mind, okay? And my mind, which sometimes we call the thinking place. So that's your, your thoughts, your emotions. That's, that's huge, right? Right. And then uh, my body. So I kind of knew what to do with my body, but understanding how to bring it all together because we have to awaken to the fact, if we want to be whole, that we need to know how to function as a one complete being, spirit, mind, and body. And so we, we employ many things. But as I said in the beginning, we're all different. Right. We're bio-individual, but we are also multi-dimensional human beings, but we are also this these spiritual beings living in this natural body. So that's a lot, right? It is, it, <laughs> but it's really good. And it, I guess um, for, for people may not fully being familiar with wholeness or what does it, how would you identify or describe um, what would be some things, maybe some examples of the opposite of wholeness. Okay. Kind of in your, give me this, like your top three things that come to mind when you're, when someone will try to evaluate themselves to say, well, I never really thought about wholeness. Am I whole? Incomplete. Incomplete. Broken. Broken. I have a few, so I'm going to think of one third one. Um, well, what does broken, what does that, okay. what does that look so like? Incomplete. And we'll start with incomplete. Okay. So incomplete meaning I know that there's something missing. I think there's a lot of people who say there's something missing in my life and they're looking for what's missing. And we look for all a myriad of ways. I don't think I need to even describe that right. to find what's missing in our lives. Right. Yep. So incomplete understanding that I, something's missing in my life. Okay. Broken. I'm hurt. Mm. I have places in me that are not functional. For me, glaring is the a cancer diagnosis, albeit right. at very early onset and, you know, all that. But nonetheless, like, well, apparently there's still some significant brokenness in mm-hmm. you, Rhonda. Yeah, <laughs> and I would say that would be, in that description, I would say that would be kind of where we started working together over the summer. I That was the state of where I was at. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. We started, reached out, I think the first week of August and which seems very, very long ago. I mean, I've talked about this in the last couple of episodes, like 2022 was the longest year for me personally. (laughs) And when reaching out to you, I knew I needed a, first I knew I needed a safe place. Well, Mm -hmm. first my sister told me you need to reach out to Rhonda (laughs) after my just emotional, um, I would say breakdown of just like, I just can't take anything else. Mm-hmm. And in conversation with her, I said, call Rhonda. And, and with, I did, I think immediately <laughs> or text you saying, mm-hmm. I would like, I need to, to talk. I just mm-hmm. need that safe place. And that's 
kind of began that new journey yeah. for you and I was arriving in a, a broken, fragmented state, right? So fragmented is another good word. Mm-hmm. So that's the third one. So understanding that I am, something's missing. I'm incomplete. I'm broken. And broken does indicate fragmented. Because mm-hmm. if I'm whole, I'm I'm unbroken. Yep. I'm complete. I'm finished. Absolutely. And that was the word I said from the beginning meeting with you was, I just want wholeness. I don't know. I don't know what it all looks like. I don't know how to get there. But I knew going into it was our first word was stability. Like I Mm -hmm. need to level set and just get to a stable standpoint. Um, And then wholeness. Yeah. Right. You have to become stable before you can even like there's layers. Yes. So for you. Why is wholeness so important? Well, when I when I really realized how broken I was, it was after my brother. Well, I I realized it several times. So after my mom passed away, I knew I was traumatized. I knew I was broken, but life had to go on. Right. After my I cared for my brother for fifteen months, um, and he passed away, I knew I was broken. I knew I was traumatized. I knew I was very very ill and in so many ways right but so I understood that I you know wide awake to that but the word whole just came to my spirit I'll be honest you need to be whole and that's what I I said I needed to be whole I needed and this is something else that came to my 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 spirit okay and this has been what's my prescription And that was 2009, and I've carried that out. And I still look now, and even when I work with clients or or anyone who might have that conversation with me, what's your prescription for life? We we talked about Mm -hmm. that. What's your Rx for wholeness? Mm -hmm. And so it's unique to every individual. It's unique as our fingerprint, I believe, everybody's individual path. And so for me, I believe my... My journey has given me a lot of empathy. It's given me understanding. It's given me grace. Um, Even back in 2012, what I invited people to as a coach, um, because I didn't really want to suffer from imposter syndrome. And I have. We all have. We all all do. It's inevitable. And I would say that what you just described of some of your attributes, your characteristics, obviously is part of the reason why my sister said call Rhonda. (laughs) And another reason why I've continued on this journey of Mm -hmm. health and wellness, but it's, it's more than just health and wellness. I think it's, that's a trend and it's an industry and it's, it's good for what it, it is, but wholeness is something a bit different than health and wellness. And I think for us, as we talk through different, um, things along the way has been, you know, what does wholeness mean for you right now? Mm -hmm. And I've had, we didn't think we can all relate. Like you have seasons where my health is really good. Like I'm working out, the fitness is gone, I'm eating clean. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe like my mental is not suffering or I have a really great financial month or a couple months or season. Uh, But my body is, is weak. Mm Mm-hmm. So that wholeness is, and that's been a desire, like, I want all of it. All of it. All of it. So for the first time, and I share this with you, and I share this with my intro episode, for the first time, I projected my word for the year. And so my word for 2023 is wholeness. Mm -hmm. Usually I recap each year Mm -hmm. with one word. But I was like, you know what? I want to work in harmony to 
manifest yes. what that word would be. Yes. Um, so do you have anything like that going into 2023 yeah. for yourself? Yeah. And, and again, it goes back to I've, I've just um, reclaimed and re-employed my one of my phrases uh, for when I started coaching. And it is join me on, our, on my journey to be whole and live whole. So being whole is the journey to wholeness. Mm -hmm. The destination is to live whole, meaning sustainable. You know, sustainability is a big word, right? Right. In so many words, but internal integration of sustaining wholeness. I don't know exactly what that looks like either. Do I? But it sounds something I want. I want to own. I want to partake in. But it's being on that journey and being on that journey with others Mm -hmm. who want to be on that journey. So, um, and part of the foundation you you mentioned foundation. I think this is important to share. Is what we like to call turning on calm or being calm. And so, um, I believe that. I don't know if there's anybody on the planet Earth who doesn't experience chronic stress to some degree. I mean, there may be some really remote places where people live and they live in absolute peace and harmony, you know, with themselves and with one another. But I've not experienced it. Okay, so that's what I find is the foundation. It really is the foundation to practicing. And, and I like to use the term, and we use the term practice, because if you practice, it's not about perfection. Right. And that's really important. It's yeah. not about perfection. It's not about, it's, it's about being whole, but it's not about running to get there. It's about um, enjoying the process. We talk right. about that. The yep. process is the journey, awakening to new things every day, but turning on calm. And so... Um, moving out of fright or flight and then flipping the switch, as I like to say, to rest and digest, which is part of our, without going into all the science of it, but we have an autonomic nervous system, right? And so everybody knows about fright, flight, fear, you know, and we know about rest and digest, calm, right? So when we're stuck in chronic stress, that opens the door to so much um, sickness, disease, spiritual mental, emotional, physical. Right. So in our whole being. Yep. And it just opens up this the, these, these floodgates to turn on the genes that express different sicknesses and diseases. Again, spiritual, mental, physical. Right. Talking all of it, the whole ball right. game. So And I recently the- heard um, about, I always heard growing up, is like practice makes perfect, right? Yes. With sports being athletic. Yes, yes. It's like practice, you know, so get in the gym, you got to work out. Gotta, but recently I, I saw a post that practice makes progress. There you go. And so adapting that because we're n- none of us are ever going to be perfect. So why even try to, you know, elevate to perfection mm-hmm. when that's never going to be any of our realities, but progress, understanding and that's what I believe been working for for us in this short term journey of mm-hmm. the health and lifestyle coaching. And I'll also add that although we've just now started doing this one on one, I've been coached by you since the beginning of starting the business with you. Yeah. So in 2015 mm-hmm. and even before then, because mm-hmm. my mom was coached through you. Mm-hmm. And so 
I got a lot of what she received. Mm -hmm. And so I think it hasn't just been these last six months, but this ongoing Mm -hmm. journey of ours that now has gotten a little bit more personal, a little bit more intimate. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, that's been, it's been fun. It's been, um, it's been a lot, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that you've had, I don't know how many clients over the years that you've worked with. Um, (laughs) But in describing that, right, it is a journey and that progress is a safe place versus perfection, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And just keeping things um, within our own bandwidth, even understanding what is my bandwidth. And sometimes my bandwidth today will be different than tomorrow or a week from now. And understanding that and being kind and gentle to ourselves. Right. So I'm curious. I know some of your uh, practices and what you do daily, but I would love for you to share with the audience some of, you know, just a few things that you practice daily okay. to embody wholeness. Okay. So um, I mentioned nourished, and we talk a lot about that. And this is sort of a new um, – some. It's not new, but it's it's a more spe- specific terminology, I would say, that I'm using now. So I have some practices to nourish for me daily. I like to start off with nourishing my spirit. So, But not just my spirit, but it's sort of my spirit, mind, emotions, and my body. So I start off, honestly, before I, before I even open my eyes, when I, but I'm, but my, mind is somewhat wake awake I'm conscious and I start out with just meditative prayer so that's personal right for whatever that is for for somebody but you know I have my personal communion with my creator that's how how I like to state it and that again helps me to bring turn on calm because what I've discovered is often even when I'm sleeping fright or flight is going on in my subconscious yeah so sometimes dreams restlessness whatever it may be it may be different for different people but there's some things that are common threads right right so that's my first practice and then I'll lie there in bed and I'll take some deep breaths breath work is breath work has been part of my saving grace I'll be honest with you yes yeah and I've been practicing breath work since well, probably 2011, I would say, consistently. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll, pre- I'll do a little bit of breath work. And then my meditation will be usually one word, and it's something simple. And then once I get up, I happen to, um, the way our house is situated, we have a, a ravine, our, our backyard is this huge, beautiful ravine. So I go to my sliding glass door in my bedroom, and I look out onto the ravine, and I focus on something, and I give thanks. So there's thanksgiving and gratitude. And that just in and of itself, I may just take a couple deep breaths, whatever I'm looking at, and that, again, is a meditation. So the meditation for so you continues throughout the day. And so that's a, what could be categorized as a mindfulness practice and so that's really spirit mind and everything that embodies your mind you know your your thinking place your emotions so that sets my emotions into a positive place and it helps me check in with my emotions because maybe I'm a little sad maybe I'm a little depressed maybe I'm a little maybe I'm a little angry Mm -hmm. about something but it allows me to check in 
for a few minutes and then kind of sit with that and understand what it is. Don't, you know, we talk about this. You don't want to just like push it to the side. Mm -hmm. You want to sit with it, see what it is. And then, okay, how's that supposed to be addressed? And And recently you've been teaching uh, me personally about like the rhythm checks, like check-ins. So the similar is like, for instance, I'll go back to back meetings. I'm in, in and out of events and, if I just need to lay down, I'll go home for even if it's 30 minutes yes. and just lay on my couch. Like I'm not right. going to sleep. I'm not taking mm-hmm. a nap. But I just need to like that mindfulness, the breathing, and just like bring it all mm-hmm. in. And I had an interesting call um, with one of my mentees yesterday, or we actually met in person. And I was sharing, giving away, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about That's the right. giveaway mm-hmm. um, of ownership. And I was encouraging him to do these check-ins. Yep. Or we're talking about the influence of our environments and relationships. Mm-hmm. And I just mm-hmm. told him something as simple as check in with yourself when you leave a meeting or when you leave work or mm-hmm. you're leaving the classroom from school or mm-hmm. going out with friends. And how are you feeling? Right. Because he was really interested in, like, how do I increase my consciousness? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Being mindful. And I would Absolutely. say, well, just as a small practice, just or before going into it, how am I feeling? And then you'll grow to in a couple of days, even it start like you start to enjoy mm-hmm. and now you can be more conscious of, do I right. really want to go back into that certain environment there or back go. into that relationship? If, if it's having a negative effect on me. Yes. Yes. That's, I mean, and that's huge. And those are small steps. Right. And I always talk about taking small always. steps, right? Always talk Love about taking small steps, baby steps. Um, again, my friend who sponsored me to go to coaching school, he says a little bit of something is better than a whole lot of nothing. Right. Or really a little bit of something, something is better than a whole lot of nothing, nothing, yep. you know? So, but you know, that's true. And yes. so something, something and so the big steps are over what they can be very overwhelming very overwhelming especially if someone's coming to you in brokenness or being fragment it's like for a while all we did was just talk Mm -hmm. there was no goals there were it was just like release Release. right and we did a lot of the nature therapy which was for me the first time ever Mm -hmm. um doing anything like that Mm -hmm. and i it set the foundation yeah. for healing because obviously being broken, you need mm-hmm. an opposite of healed, broke. So right. we were we were working towards healing um, and stability to then work on wholeness. And mm-hmm. so the the nature therapy um, was amazing. We sat by the beautiful waterfalls. You heard the water. Mm-hmm. It was still summer, so August and awesome. early. We did early mornings. Yep. And mm-hmm. he saw the sun. It wasn't too hot. Um, and then one thing I was very, that I recognized is that I didn't end up stepping. We had our chairs by mm-hmm. the creek at the water. Mm-hmm. And I didn't s- start stepping into the water till a few weeks, mm-hmm. maybe even a month and a half right. in mm-hmm. into our weekly sessions. And mm-hmm. it was just like, and I noticed the first time I did it, I shared with you, I said, like, Rhonda, <laughs> This is progress. Like, I was just so excited to feel the healing starting to take place. And can you, for just for your audience, talk a little bit about that experience of actually putting your feet in the water Mm -hmm. and in that, what was that experience of healing? Like, can you talk about that a little bit more? I think it was a lot of different things. One was the first couple of times that my feet were just in the water sitting and then, 
okay, I put a little bit of water on my legs <laughs> and then, you know, but I think this symbolism over time, they weren't, these weren't just one or two days in between. These were full weeks yes. that turned into a month, month and a half. Mm-hmm. And that first time of kind of getting some water up, up to my calves and stepping into it and, and just walking that out was, it felt liberating. It was like, okay, I'm, I'm standing a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm getting stronger. I'm mm-hmm. feeling better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think we, we dialogued that a little bit more in depth, mm-hmm. you and I. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm still, I can even take myself back to that, yeah. that place and feel the sun and see the water and hear the water and touching. So that's sort of a meditation for yeah, you. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know we're, we usually keep this about 30 to 40 minutes. So I want to talk about, um, for you, we talked about what you practice, the, the mindfulness, the meditation, the breathing, which is, which is really critical. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give an opportunity for you to share, um, any advice for someone maybe like I was six months ago in a place of brokenness, Obviously, mm-hmm. heavy grief with my father passing, some mm-hmm. heartbreak in between there, mm-hmm. um, and just a place of like not knowing what else to do, but mm-hmm. knowing that something else needed to happen for me to yeah. break through. What type of advice would you give him or her in that state? Well, I would say the first thing to go back to, there's so many uh, apps and things out here. Find something that's going to help you turn on calm. So find an app that can help you. There's just a plethora of them. I don't want to plug any one over the, or the other, right. you know, but uh, find a good app that's just going to help you, a mindfulness app that's going to help you reset and calm, turn on calm and just practice. You can practice for one moment. And then the other big thing, and even in the winter in Ohio, in Cleveland, <laughs> on the lake, um, is connect with nature. Yes. Connect with nature. And in this place then then check in with yourself and ask the questions what do I need what do I need do I need a health coach do I need a life coach do I need a professional counselor or therapist right what do I need and so you myself others in our you know network of people who are on this on the on our path to wholeness we employ multiple uh, disciplines of wholeness and, and health and, and practices, but start with learning to turn on calm. That's really, that's the foundation because if, when we are constantly in this state of chronic stress, it is almost impossible to hear and see. And just like you said to your friend, stop, take a breath, you know, and it could be really something simple as we call a cleansing breath. Just take a deep breath. And release it. That's cleansing breath, right? And maybe take three if you need to. Maybe if you're driving and you're stressed and you're white-knuckled, you know, driving around these highways or it's snowing or whatever, take that. Or even if you're you're in a meeting, Mm -hmm. you can do it in a, in a, and it's a stressful work environment. Do it quietly. Right. And those things have, they've worked for me personally. You're obviously sharing your, your lived experience has been. And this is why I wanted to spend some time with you on the show. First, obviously, I'm always talking about vulnerability. That's that's pretty much the platform with through the books, through the, the podcast, through the blogs, is sharing my story and connecting with others who see vulnerability as um, 
part of their transformation, part of their yes. healing, right? Um, part of their wholeness. And just knowing about just the short-term progress that you and I have made in these last couple months, I wanted to, because obviously I've shared that on, on the show and on, on the platform, but I wanted to share more intimately about, you know, working with a health and lifestyle coach and how much mm-hmm. that um, has contributed to where I'm at right now. And there's a lot more we need to go and, and continue to walk out, but it was a starting point mm-hmm. of where I was at at that time. And right. I wanted to bring you on to share more of your wisdom and your life experience mm-hmm. and all that you have been for me and then my family. Cause it's, we, we are intertwined in, in many Absolutely. areas and I'm just very appreciative of having you in my life and on my journey. And I'm hoping that um, the folks that check out this episode can either touch base with someone in their local community or reach out, you know, reach out to us and mm-hmm. continue on this path of discovering what wholeness is for you. Cause it looks different Absolutely. for everybody, but I want to continue to create space where we're talking about these mm-hmm. honest things because we are dying. It mm-hmm. is life or death and Absolutely. more women of color and, and the impact of our environment, the media, all everything that's happening. Right. And I wanted to just create that space for us to share a little bit more in depth and a little bit more intimately around your story and your journey and how we have been Mm co-laboring and and co-creating together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And just working on, um, I'm working on, as you know, just um, more ways because I'm, again, at a different place, kind of a new place in my healing journey. So even you were actually the first person that I am re-engaged coaching with back in the summer because I wasn't doing any coaching remember right (laughs) so just um yeah I think together if like you said if people reach out to you um to see what we might have to offer in the future because this has to has to reach more people it's it's absolutely imperative definitely so any last thoughts words from from you coach Rhonda before we we sign off breathe deep slow down (laughs) yes check in with yourself I think those are if if we can just begin those practices that's a good beginning awesome well thank you again for joining the show and everyone tuning in you've been tuned in to the Masla Ray show we're here every week talking about topics from entrepreneurship social impact culture and lifestyle and clearly today is all about lifestyle um, and how culture working life all those things in balance and impact um, our lifestyle so stay tuned in stay mic'd up and never miss a beat with Masla Ray thank you